this is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Tammy Minier, Senior Vice President of UPMC Health Services Division and Chief Quality and Operational Excellence Officer at UPMC. Tammy, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Oh, it's wonderful to be with you, Laura. I'm really looking forward to our discussion because I know UPMC is certainly on the forefront of a lot of the different trends in healthcare, both on digital transformation as well as how they're connecting with patients and delivering a great experience. But before we dive into my broader questions, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Uh, absolutely. You know, I've been very fortunate to have a, a really great career here at UPMC. I'm a, I'm a nurse by background, but have had the opportunity to really be exposed to so many facets of healthcare delivery and, uh, and to get my bug for quality along the way. Um, but ultimately, um, you know, the experiences that I've had over now the last 15 years being in the chief quality officer role uh, across our integrated delivery and financing system have really been how do, how do we grow and leverage and keep the patient and the member at the center of our organization and improve our outcomes. Um, you know, we're an organization that's extremely passionate about making it better for our patients, our members, and our employees. And uh, bringing that together is what we would call success. Absolutely. I think that, you know, it's certainly an amazing strike zone to have. And, and um, from your perspective, you know, thinking about your career in at being at UPMC for more than 25 years, I can imagine, especially the last couple of years, things have changed quite a bit. Um, where do you see some of the biggest, I guess, things that you're excited about or, or initiatives, ways that um, things have changed over the past few years? Yeah, that's a great question. And I know it's one that we're all grappling with. Um, healthcare is not the same post-COVID. There's not a person that would, I think, uh, disagree with that statement that might be listening. You know, I, I had the fortunate opportunity to be one of the leaders of our COVID response. And so, Having lived that, you know, there is no, a, a part of, of anything that uh, we touch during that period of time that has not made an impact in how we go forward. Uh, I'm really excited about where we are today going forward. Um, and that might sound ironic because we're all dealing with so many challenges. But I think uh, the one thing that has is, is come for, forward so much in healthcare is the recognition and the identification that our employees, our colleagues, and the patient family member has to be the center of what we do. And I think folks are realizing, well, we could do this and we could do that, or we could try this, but if it doesn't make it better, it doesn't help our employees and our colleagues feel like they're in a world where they have good feelings about the work they're doing and that our patients and families don't feel like we're delivering a value for the care that we provide. I actually think now more than ever, voice is the transformation to become a more of a value-based health system everywhere in the United States has been a relatively slow transformation. 
And now as we face some of the financial challenges and we look at the opportunities to see what we can do to retain and recruit people into our healthcare fields, uh, there is only one way forward. That is we have to begin to lead with quality. Leading with quality, reducing variation will help us manage our costs, help us deliver better outcomes for our patients and our employees. And so that's the part that's really exciting. Um, the difficult part is I think people are all, as we talk all the time, tired, we're tired, I'm tired, you're tired, we're all tired. Um, the pace of change uh, is, is overwhelming and the amount of information in this digital age that we're all trying to digest, frankly, it's, it's not possible. We, we have to actually build new ways of teaching our brains, I believe, to how to process information to come to good decisions, meaningful decisions, because in this world, there's always going to be more, right? Well, I could know more about this. I could think more about that. Um, and it's now where leaders have to shine. Leaders have to be leaders. Um, and that means gaining comfortable, uh, uh, getting comfortable with information enough to make, uh, make good decisions, make collaborative decisions uh, with our, our teams and our people, and, and really hone the art of listening and, and what I'll call intentional listening to be able to keep our organizations moving forward successfully. So maybe that was a little more than you wanted, but uh, you got me on my, uh, on my soapbox a little bit. Oh, that's amazing. And, and I love the point that you made about having to shift yourself as a leader and how you're thinking about things and, and, and really um, evolve to meet the needs of this very particular and unique time post-COVID. I, I think that definitely um, makes a lot of sense. And certainly from your perspective, talking about leading with quality as well in the forefront, um, you know, certainly um, is very instructive in how you, you know, to move forward and how to think strategically um, from the health system perspective. And, and given that, you know, when you're looking at kind of how things are different right now, post COVID, as well as what it means to lead with quality in the forefront, what are some of your top priorities right now? What are you at UPMC really focused on? So um, uh, as we were talking earlier, you know, this, this COVID era taught us all a lot. And I think the one thing that has been really come to the top of, of our, um, our priority has been our workforce. You know, uh, we are nothing and we will be not anything in healthcare in the United States if we don't begin to understand what it really takes of staff who are able to support the care of our patients and allow them to feel good about their work, allow them to stay committed to the field. The numbers are scary. The numbers are very scary. And um, we have to recognize that flexibility has got to be a part of it as we look at the generations of, of colleagues that we work with. Um, you know, when I began as a nurse, it was eight hour shifts and then it became 12 hour shifts. And now it's like, no, could I work for three hours because I need to make this, this and this happen. And because we're an industry that cannot be remote, right? There are many parts of our world that must be hands-on. Um, it, it prevent it creates a different challenge. So, our top priorities, obviously, are trying to figure out, you know, the right ways to be able to retain our staff, rebuild their energy, uh, which is a super important thing. People into the, as frankly, during 
healthcare workers went from being heroes to being not heroes. And then now the experiences of working in our field are such that many people don't even want to become a nurse or a respiratory therapist or a dietitian. And, and that's pretty scary because who's going to take care of us and our generation and our children. And so it's incumbent upon us to not just keep throwing band-aids at these problems, but to actually get down to their root cause. Um, as, as a patient safety leader, besides quality, you know, those are the tools that allow us to get to the bottom of it. And when we think about, you know, why, why did, you know, why did my role evolve into the field of operational excellence? Well, isn't quality really operational excellence? And so much of what frustrates our teams, our colleagues, is they're working in environments that are not sustainable for their support. Um, uh, that is, is part of the ongoing process improvement, uh, change management, uh, system solutions that we're working towards getting implemented. So it's really all about our people and, and that includes our physicians, our APPs, all types of providers. It's not, we're, we're a team. And I think the second thing that folks really uh, want to feel in healthcare that we are building on a day-to-day -day basis is it is a team. And when you think about things as a team, we've talked about it forever, but there's still so many silos, silos of thinking, silos of my, me, yours, no, there is no ours, right? Um, that will uh, need to uh, need to break down silos, need to pull together and focus on what matters. Because you know there is not one person that I interact in my world today with that when I so why did you get into healthcare? That exclusively the answer is still because I wanted to make a difference, because I care, because I want to help, and we've got to ignite that fire in those individuals to feel like they are helping and they are making a difference. Doesn't mean it's not gonna be hard, doesn't mean it's not gonna be difficult, and doesn't mean there's not days where you just think you might wanna tap out. But having said that, you've gotta be able to fill the cups enough here and there to keep people motivated and moving. And so that really is our top priority as an organization. And we believe through that all else comes, right? An engaged workforce helps deliver better experiences for your patients, helps deliver better clinical outcomes. We all know that. Helps deliver um, the success in so many of the innovative projects where you're trying to get them off the ground and you just need that extra energy from a team to be successful. Absolutely. I love that. And I think your description of how the last couple of years have been for healthcare providers and especially those who are treating patients and working in the clinical setting um, certainly, you know, is something that I can imagine a lot of our listeners can relate to um, and, and really feel on a deep level. So I, I love the fact that you at UPMC have recognized that and are working on ways to continue to support those team members um, and, and make sure that they have the support they need to provide great care and continue to grow and evolve as an organization. And, you know, along those lines, how do you see UPMC evolving over the next few years, especially considering some of these challenges? What types of programs do you have in place and what do you expect to continue to, to do over the next few years that will really help um, support team members and, and bring to the forefront some of the th these things we've been talking about? Yeah, I think we have to, uh, you know, in, in our minds, you know, we, we, we grew initially and then we had a little period of 
organization, and then we grew pretty significantly in the years leading up to COVID. And so it's a it's a gift to grow, right? It's a gift to be able to have others want to join and want to be a part of your organization. But I also believe that we are now at the phase where um, that growth is, is very positive, and I'm sure we will continue to grow. But we also need to, to reflect internally and really leverage all that we have uh, been able to um, include within the extended UPMC family. And, you know, specifically, uh, how do we make sure we're providing services? You know, Pennsylvania is a very rural, rural uh, state. I mean, it's, there's certainly worse. I know that there are places where there are greater deserts of care. But, you know, we have hospitals that are five beds in, in an average daily census to, you know, almost 700. And we do feel this intense responsibility to ensure what does the access for care look like in those environments and what are our patients saying they need locally versus what they can travel for and what they can achieve and, and how do we keep them healthy? Um, and so we're, we're, I think, embarking upon uh, what I consider to be one of the most exciting strategic times in our history to really look at that um, across our footprint and make some of uh, the future decisions. You know, we're surrounded by innovation uh, with so many different wonderful physicians and colleagues and researchers that sit at Pitt. And how do we actually make those things become more real? Um, I'm, a, I'm an implementation girl, right? My, um, if anyone would uh, try to describe, uh, you know, the approach that we've taken in in body and in our excellence. It's, it's not real until it's actually implemented and done, right? So uh, our goal is to leverage all of these opportunities that we see internally and then strategically get them across the finish line with what does care look like in a community that only has, you know, a tiny little hospital, but it's the sole employer. And what does care look like in our academic medical centers? And, and are we, what are the various services that, you know, maybe it could be aligned differently to improve the quality of life of our staff. Um, one of the things that, uh, you know, have always been traditional is, you know, through healthcare competition, you know, you end up duplicating services sometimes. And, and we're at a point in our history where uh, we got to think about that. We've got to think about where we go. So um, looking at the achieving the best outcomes and aligning our footprints in a way that make the greatest sense mostly committed to the communities who um, have trusted us uh, with their health care and with their health care resources. We have some great success. Uh, one of our, our favorite uh, communities that, you know, really fought to be a part of UPMC is UPMC Jameson. And that organization is thriving um, as a result of aligning with us and services that we can provide uh, that the community needed. So it's a lot more of that is, is really our focus. 
That's fascinating to hear. And I especially appreciate you talking about how competition in the healthcare space is changing, because as you mentioned, I, I do see so many more um, partnerships and openness and willingness to connect and, and really, um, you know, try to do what's best for the patient in the community versus um, having the competition then breed the innovation. So, you know, when you're looking along those lines, do you see any other, I guess, community partners or, or who do you see as being um, really vital to some of this transformation? Yeah, the, there's no doubt we have to be not only working with community partners, we have to be working with innovators. You know, there, there are, um, as you know, uh, more than, uh, than many, you know, there's a lot of disruptors moving into um, the healthcare space. And I, I think we have to be very thoughtful about how we partner with um, folks that bring a different skill set to the table that allow healthcare to innovate, but also don't allow it to innovate and then leave it in a vacuum, right? Um, people are live in their communities for generations. And while you know business opportunities are extremely important to helping us achieve our financial goals and being able to reinvest in healthcare, we also have to be thoughtful enough to make sure we're thinking long-term. So um, long-term are the community members. You know, one of the great things about uh, uh, having a health plan as a part of our organization is, um, you know, our, our plan has led the way and could not be more proud of the outcomes, the quality, the engagement that our plan has shown, and obviously ultimately growth as a result of it. Uh, just five stars across the board, uh, in, in my opinion. But they've done that through community partnerships. We, um, we just launched one of our newest ones uh, that I'm super proud of in one of our uh, previously underserved communities that's you know, going through a lot of change as people are in the cities. So we've opened a, a neighborhood health center. And uh, I don't know if that was something you guys may have covered in the past, but it's, it's, it's not a place where you go see a doctor. It's a health center. It's where you learn how to get help to sign up for insurance. It's where you go to have a telemedicine visit. It has a daycare program within it to, so that you can come as a parent and get help while someone's watching your kids. So um, that community partnership there, which it was a partnership with many non-healthcare related companies in Pittsburgh from folks that provided space to, you know, innovation behind the scenes, that that's where healthcare has got to live in the future. And uh, we will always need hospitals and we will always need our ambulatory services, but we also know and learned, uh, I learned so much during COVID about um, the engagement of our underserved communities and where you gotta go to, to, to support their health needs and just try to build trust. So you know, we were given back in barbershops <laughs> Hey, I'm good with it. Uh, I was proud to be invited, um, and uh, and so that that will be how health healthcare in America gets better. Um, uh, because if I feel like I understand what I need to do for me, I'll I'll get there. So that's an example of, of one of the ones that I love the most. The neighborhood center has just been a huge success. 
I love it. And, you know, certainly I can uh, see the benefit of having all those different services together. And, um, you know, I, I love your enthusiasm and passion for moving healthcare in that direction. Now, this has been such a fun conversation, Tammy. And before we wrap up, I was wondering if you could talk about quickly here, what is one change that you or your team has made in the last year that's really yielded some great results? So uh, I think one of the ones that uh, I uh, am I'm certainly very proud of the team and, and was on the ground floor of was, you know, when I, I was took this second responsibility about 18 months ago for our, our nursing organization. And uh, at the time that that happened, it was really right in the heat of the battle of what's happening with nursing workforce, you know, the labor wars. And um, you may have uh, become aware of it, but, you know, we were losing um, the significant numbers of nurses to agency, uh, to travelers. And, uh, and the reality, you know, struck us all internally to say, well, wait a minute, like, we are a large enough organization that maybe we should create our own. So we did. We created UPMC Travel Services. And uh, essentially, uh, at the time, we were losing about 80 nurses a month to travel uh, across all of UPMC. So it's a big number, but we're a big place. It's now one or two. Built our own internal agency to the point that uh, we are actually uh, uh, up to almost 700 staff. And uh, with that, um, we are also looking at regionalizing it to be able to maintain our flexibility and following the lead of, of all of that. Um, and so it's been, it's been a great endeavor. Um, the team that have uh, really taken that from concept to reality, you know, my colleagues, Mary Beth McLaughlin and Ashley Inuzo and uh, Jules uh, Peterson are just incredible and having the opportunity to be that innovative internally and solve a problem that allowed us to take better care of our patients and now figure out how we transition to the future to where we, where we as an organization are able to leverage various types of resources to take care of patients and yet meet our clinicians where they are while we grow and restore the workforce. Uh, you know, that's, that's been a real labor of love, and it's been a wonderful endeavor. Um, and, and just one of the many, I think, great things that lots of folks here at UPMC have done over the last couple of years. But it's, it's my favorite right now. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I love that. And it's so effective to see the results and really being able to keep more nurses within the organization and within the UPMC network. I can imagine that will just continue to grow and thrive in the coming years. Yeah, I, we certainly hope so. Fantastic. Well, Tammy, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been such a fun conversation. And again, looking forward to connecting with you in person at our events uh, later this year. Me too. Really excited. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. 
Join the community free of charge at www.my.beggarshospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Thank you.